You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sitting down for a few minutes with Lincoln's Police Chief, Teresa Ewens. Chief, good to have you in. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, Let's start with license plate reader cameras. Yes. I know that LPD, now correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. maybe something has changed since last time I had a conversation with any officer about license plate. Mm -hmm. I got the impression they are mobile or they are handheld or they can be attached to a vehicle. So in some way they're mobile as opposed to a a fixed site on a pole or uh, some other fixture along a street. Am I accurate there? Um, to a certain degree. So, yes, they can be on, on police vehicles. They can be um, f- fixed to something. Their private industry also has LPRs. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of um, big parking lots that where you have to take a ticket or even drive into, you know, private businesses are now going towards LPR because of, of the issues that they've had. Um, I mean, for an, on an investigative side, it really helps us, you know, when we talk about people being in certain areas, um, things like that, trying to solve crime. Uh, you know, it's it really is important for the officers to have all these tools uh, accessible. Uh, it also tells you if a car is stolen and or is was used in a felony. Those are things that, you know, those are tools that we need. And so it is a good resource. It is a good ability for us to, to take action, like, right away. Um, but, it, you know, it does take, on private industry, we don't just say, give us your data. That isn't how it no. works. And a lot of people believe that, and it's just not true. We actually go through um, the courts, and and uh, and a judge has to sign off on it. And so it's a search warrant. You know, it's for data. Yeah, the reason I bring this up uh, for the conversation is the Douglas County Sheriff's Office last month wanted to add 10 more license plate reader cameras to a mm-hmm. pilot program there. Support wasn't there, so DSO pulled back on it. Uh, to, re- mm-hmm. to let the public in on this conversation, yeah. uh, an officer has a piece of equipment that is able to see the license plate and then take a tap into a database somewhere and see if it's... Uh, stolen or from another community or pops up with a red flag. Right. So if we're looking for somebody, let's say, you know, in the shootings that we've had here um, in Lincoln, and we're looking for a specific car, we can go into system and say white Toyota, you know, white Toyota, all that information will pop up and then we can get the license plate. You know, that's a, that's a tool that I would, I would think everybody would want. Uh, especially if we do it the right way. When, and when I say the right way is you you don't just go and access data uh, and pull it. You actually have to have the courts decide and sign off on, on that search warrant of, of getting that data from a private entity. 
we have justifications in policy um, that is is very strong in which you know the use of data and and access is is restricted to certain people uh, meaning you have to be a sworn member uh, in the police department so it's very important that we understand that you know a strong policy um, having restrictions to a certain point is what safeguards people um, in their idea that their privacy is is being is being invaded, so to speak. And it's just, that's just not the case. And, you know, it's something that I dealt with in San Francisco. Uh, but it's, it is, it's a tool that is, is very, very important. And, you know, the courts for a long time always said that, you, you know, your privacy is not in the public. I mean, being in public doesn't give you that privacy because you're out. You're out driving your car. You're mm -hmm. out. Um, so when you're talking about images and things like that, but you know, because of the public's concerns, obviously we we listen to that, and we don't want anyone to feel like Big Brother is is watching. That's not how we want our our community to feel at all, and so that's why we really have strict policies, and we try to do the best we can to to safeguard that. You mentioned the double murders. A 55-year-old man is in custody, charged with one of Lincoln's latest murders, William Wright. Mm -hmm facing second-degree murder for the stabbing death of 61-year-old Ronald George Jr. His body was found near 3rd and P back on the 31st of August. That investigation led to the discovery of another body near a Northwest Lincoln Motel. Remains of 49-year-old Ronnie Patz were found near Northwest 12th and West Bond the morning of September 1st. Police say that Patz was last seen checking into a motel on August 29th. Wright was also there. Yeah, and Wright was seen the next day throwing something into a dumpster outside the motel, and that led to investigators to that has led less, led investigators to the Lincoln landfill, searching for clues. Are they still searching at the landfill as we speak? They currently are. It you you can imagine it's kind of a needle in a haystack. <clears throat> but I will tell you that LTU, Liz Elliott have been um, they've been incredible during this entire time. I mean, it's been a week. It'll be a week and a half um, since we've been searching. Um, our investigators are out there with NSP, as well as um, the sheriff's department, and you know it's painstaking uh, work where you just ha you have to go through these piles Garbage. and piles. If you actually saw the the amount that they've been going through, it's 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 enormous. But we'll be giving. Um, an update uh, very soon on where we are on the investigation and and you know I feel for these families it's not this cannot be easy for them um, for any family that loses someone to a homicide it's 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 very difficult at this point and we're working with the families keeping in communication with them um, which is all we can do at this point um, you know I I the work that they're doing out at the landfill is is very is very difficult. What are they looking for? Well, you know, I can't tell you that. Well, then how do That's you, a good try, how then. do they know if they find it? Well, they know what they're looking for. So we're we're trying to find evidence to the crime, uh, and we are you know at some point if we can't find it, then we'll we'll have to cease um, our search. But we're doing the best that we can with what we have. And um, they're, you know, it's it, if you saw the piles of, of garbage that they've had to go through, it's no it's, thanks. It's both dangerous and, um, you know, it's like one 
one piece of garbage after another you have to like look at and try to figure out you know what we're looking for so from where is William uh, Wright where, where where did he come from is uh, he from Lincoln he re, he has resided in in Lincoln um, he has lived in um, I believe another town north uh, in Nebraska I don't have that with me but um, but yeah he was he was residing here at the time. Transient? Not fair to call him a transient? Um, Meaning going from place to place to place doesn't seem to have a permanent no, residence? No, I, I, I couldn't comment on that. Okay. Uh, has an investigation been launched to, to tr- trace him to find out if maybe there have been other crimes committed in other communities in which he has lived to see if there's any pattern with this, and the reason I bring sure. this up, Chief, is because I find it hard to believe you have more experience in this than I do. That someone wakes up one day and decides to kill a person, allegedly, in a motel, and then the next day decides to allegedly kill another person. And the means in which the crime was committed is is a is one of personal. Emotion, it's a it's a knife instead of a gun. Right. Um, so you're a very smart person, and you know you can come in the police department anytime if you'd like. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to recruit you. Right now. <laughs> uh, no, it it is something that we do. Uh, we reach out to other jurisdictions if we know um, where they have resided previously. Uh, see if there's any um, well, what crimes he's actually been found to have committed. Uh, any investigations he may be associated with, but yes, that is that is a normal course of, a, of the investigation, um, and we are doing that. Searching his background to see if perhaps there have Absolutely. been crimes committed in other communities in which they know that he has. Yeah, lived. it's a little more complicated because you know when when somebody uh, someone makes this decision of of what he did, um, then it becomes um, was it a one time. Was it a, is he at a point in his life that he, this was his reaction? Is this, is this it? Or is it what you're saying? Is, is there, has there been previous incidents? Um, and that's what we're all looking into. I mean, that's part of a, a very long investigation. It does not take, I mean, it, it takes a long period of time in order to find out everything about an individual that may, may not, may be transient, as you say. Uh, and, and so we have to figure that out. And it takes a lot of time. And we're still asking for people's assistance and if they know him and um, have had contact with him. And to commit those types of crimes in such a heinous manner in a short period of time just fascinates me, for one Mm -hmm. thing. And uh, so I know you're on top of it. As I said, you've forgotten more about law enforcement than I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to something else because time right. is running out, okay? Is it my imagination or are there more homeless people sleeping downtown? Did I just catch it at a phase where in a week or 10 days time, I just happened to see maybe because of the weather or whatever the case is, but are more people sleeping, more homeless people sleeping downtown? I, I can't say yes or no to that. Um, I haven't seen that. It could have been... You know, a lot of time, a lot of times people will go get services, or um, from my experience, they'll go get services, or 
uh, have appointments themselves and they'll end up downtown um, at, at certain points. Um, I don't have a really great answer for you on this okay. because I, I don't know necessarily what the numbers are. I will tell you that we are every day working with Centerpoint. We're working with the city uh, to try to get people resources. And we, a lot of people will say, you know, somebody is panhandling um, at 14th and, and Pioneer. Uh, we'll send people out there. They're they're constantly looking for people to connect them with services, especially you know winter winter is coming and it's very important that we get people inside and get them to agree to to services so they're not in the elements because what we don't want is a tragedy where they freeze to death, which it's happened. Um, and being from California, that's kind of hard to understand for me, but it is it is serious serious thing and so as long as we can as long as we create that relationship because it's not just one conversation it's ongoing conversations and the patience of my officers is pretty incredible um and then the work that they are doing with center point as well as the city i mean it's you don't have a you don't have a better team you just don't another serious crime i wanted to ask you about before mm -hmm. time runs out of the shooting at mcdonald's on labor day mm -hmm. near the drive-through um, a 20-year-old, I believe, shot multiple times. Yes. Um, what's the update on that investigation? Uh, it was not random. It wasn't just something that, that happened. Targeted. And so there, there appears at this point, this stage in the, in the investigation, that um, there was some kind of interaction prior um, in the day, if not days before. And, and that's the result of it. I mean, thankfully, I mean... He survived, and um, and we're still looking into it. Should people take some relief from the fact it was targeted and not random? Yeah, because you know we've seen a lot of crime across the country right now that is random. Um, I can comfortably say that I I really have not seen that in the investigations that we've been doing in regards to robberies mm -hmm. and shootings. So that's that's actually a little more comforting for me um, because we know who the players are, and that's that's a, a a big obstacle at times. If if we're talking about you know some of the cases we had in San Francisco, it's like it was completely random. There's no reason why they picked the person that they did. But no arrests yet in this McDonald's no. shooting. All right, not yet. Now we're out of time. Rifle through a lot, Chief Lincoln Police Chief Teresa Ewan's with me on Lincoln Live.